When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. It is Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and streaming live on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Real easy to follow us on all those various outlets. It's at S-K-O-R North. Also easy to get in on the show if you'd like, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at S-K-O-R North if you want to get in. I'm Rami Makloff, along with Matthew Collar, Judd Zalgad, Manny Hill, on the other side of the glass. And today... I think we need to thank ESPN, the folks over at the ESPN.com staff, specifically their NFL staff, who put together their annual NFL Mega Projections. Mega Projections. Mega Projections. Mega <laughs> Projections. My button bar is not oh. I'll do it. There was supposed to be an explosion there. There was Good supposed job, to be. John, hold on, hold on one second. Is mine working? There we go. There we go. That might be why mine isn't working. <laughs> All right, so let me. I'm going to do Try that. Over, I'm going to do that over again. Reset this. We need to thank the folks over at ESPN.com specifically. Why, Rami? Their NFL writing staff because they put together their 2019-2020 NFL mega projections. Oh, mega projections! Yeah. <laughs> That lacked the punch that it would have. It, it really just. I damn it! It was a great production thought. <laughs> it pulled off correctly. It would have been great. The, the best part was I was I was looking at his face, Rami's, oh, as he was no. setting it up, and he was just getting more excited. I was and more just excited. hoping. I was just hoping. <laughs> Welcome damn to your work day, Rami. All right, that's all right. It's live radio. These things happen. So what they did was they uh, simulated every NFL team season ten thousand times. 10,000 times they simulated each and every NFL season, and they broke it down into these categories. You have Super Bowl favorites, 2020 draft projections, the uh, team-by-team predictions in terms of their record, their chances of making the playoffs, winning the division, etc. And then one category entirely dedicated to how the Miami Dolphins win a Super Bowl. (laughs) Because in 10,000 simulations, they came out as winners of the Super Bowl one time. Do you want I'm to, surprised do you, by that. Do you want to start with that? Because that's the most interesting part there. To me, that's the most interesting part there. And my, you want my, to start there? All my, right. my first thought was some sort of mega illness <laughs> took over the other yeah. 31 teams. Like mega measles? Yeah. Mega, mega measles. measles. 
<laughs> it looks like the rest of the country gets wiped out and Miami survives. I was reading an article about if a meteor hit us, you can't just shoot a rocket at it and blow up a meteor if it was headed toward Earth because it will reform in its way because of how space works. It will? Yeah. Not, really? Not really a great start to the day. See, after I thought, reading that, I thought the yeah. concern would be it would just break up right. into smaller meteors yeah. that would just hit... hit more parts of the world and cause more damage. Apparently, it can reform. Really? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be watching Film Collar? Like, um, this seems like a really bad use of your time. Judd, I have many interests. <laughs> Let, I mean, let's talk about space. Let's talk about, a, let's talk about A gaps and B gaps. Let's not talk about it. When you he's not grinding tape, yeah. he's grinding one of Neil deGrasse well, Tyson's shows the, right, the, on the History Channel. The meteors are great in space. Yeah. Zim loves them. Uh, they can play in space. Okay, yeah, so assuming that it's not some sort of um, you know typhoid fever or something that takes over the rest of the league. No, this is just football stuff. This is just football how, stuff. How could they find one simulation in which the Miami Dolphins win the Super Bowl? So they say that they in this simulation they win four straight games from week thirteen to week sixteen, then lose in Foxborough against the Patriots in week seventeen. Finished the season at 10 and 6, led by either Josh Rosen or Ryan Fitzpatrick. The FBI isn't clear. Um, they sneak into the playoffs as a number six seed. On the road, Miami dismantled the AFC South champion Texans before a rematch against a division rival Patriots. And this time, they pulled off the upset. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens defense were then no match for Rosen and or Fitzpatrick in the AFC Championship game. And miraculously, Flores' team finished it off with a victory over the Eagles two weeks later in the Super Bowl. All right. So um, it's possible, they say, Dolphins fans... It's spring, and thankfully, due to 5,130,000 simulations, all 32 teams officially have hope. Is this simulation on drugs? <laughs> it's only one out of 5 million. No, I know, but it's still on drugs. Here, it's still the kid that's going to become a rogue kid. Here's how it could happen in the one simulation is... So having uh, been around Ryan Fitzpatrick a little in Buffalo, and what you saw from him last year from Tampa Bay... If Josh Rosen, let's say, played most of the season and kept them in the playoff race because he just took that year two jump, they've got better coaches, uh, some of their draft picks work out, you never know. Maybe the schedule is easy. We've seen teams have an easy schedule and go nine and seven. And then Rosen gets hurt. Fitzpatrick takes over and goes full Fitzmagic. This guy has some of the wildest sections of games, three, four, five games. That is true. He, last year, was... I believe pro football focus is top quarterback in the entire NFL through like four weeks. He just went completely bananas and then started throwing picks left and right. But for that little section of four games, he was super on fire and Tampa Bay looked like they had the best offense in the league. If it's a Belichickian defense, okay, there really is no way to make this work. No, there's not. Their roster is just so (laughs) bad. That is the only scenario that I could see it is if just Josh Rosen plus schedule. And and we have seen this before, Judd, where a bunch of other quarterbacks get hurt. That was kind of the Vikings 2017 with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, and you get two free wins. Let's play this out as much as we possibly can before we all just start (laughs) laughing. More than the 10,000 simulations that they did? I can make it quicker than that. Okay, so they're... Their four-game win streak, right, that they predict for the Dolphins? 13 to 16, Okay, yeah. would be versus Philadelphia at home, at the Jets, at the Giants, 
and then home beating the Bengals before they okay. lose. I mean, you I mean, can that's see that. Right, right. That's not crazy. So I'll go down this path, okay? But. At that point in time, too, like, but that means that they'd have seven wins going into that because this projection had yeah. finishing at ten and six. But ju- but just to extrapolate that, at some point in time here, Fitz Magic could actually take off and work. The one place I don't think it could possibly work for any extended amount of time, maybe one game, is the playoffs. So they, like, they I would need a home playoff game against the Patriots. They have a weird ownership over the Patriots in Miami. Okay, yeah, okay, it's, it's one of the strangest but after that, things I'm in sports. Do- I'm out. Yeah, after yeah. that, I can't do it. Like I'd love to. It'd be great fun. I can't even do that. They did go seven and nine last year and were in the hunt as they were coming to Minnesota. And <laughs> well, then, tell that story. This well, is great. Well, it's, it's, it was just crazy because they came to Minnesota <laughs> yeah. and we were all talking about. Well, this is two teams who are looking for you know a little bit of um, help in their playoff race, and Miami needs this to stay in it. And then, of course, the Vikings trounced them. But then, following that. I don't know how many times, maybe half a dozen where Mike Zimmer threw Miami under the bus for not scheming for them at all, having uh, the wrong blocking assignments, giving up sacks. He just destroyed this one cornerback for having his eyes in the wrong place. And it was funny because I went back. So after he crushes this corner, unprompted, this is what my favorite Mike Zimmer. Hold on. He was talking about the Dolphins defense. Yes. My favorite, my favorite Mike Zimmer is the one that unprompted, not even asked, just rip somebody and there was this play where they ran a play action everyone blocks to the left and then the quarterback rolls back to the right and the cornerback who is the farthest to the right for some reason just starts heading toward the the left like (laughs) with his eyes in the backfield and Stephon Diggs runs right by him and is wide open for a touchdown like did you forget about Stephon Diggs and the possibility of a play action pass (laughs) like what happened there and Zimmer for no reason just like well yeah there was that touchdown but that guy had his eyes and well yeah i think uh, maybe it was at the game where Barr had a couple sacks and he's like well yeah Barr had a couple sacks but they weren't blocking him at all this is great you you beat a team perceived at at that time as a potential playoff type of team and even you're ripping them which in this league which in this league doesn't happen and it really was one of the most bizarre games to watch on tape because this would be like you'd see a team scheming in the preseason like did Miami want to lose did what I told did you Adam that, Gase I told want to you, get out I looked at you in the press box during that game and I said this team has no interest it was in weird. winning it was weird because they were golfing if, if they had just not played well and done normal NFL things okay fine you laid an egg and it's hard to win at US Bank Stadium but even when you watched it back on tape I imagine the Vikings coaching staff being like, what were they doing this week? Were they on the um, Odell Beckham party boat? Remember the party boat? I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which cost the Giants that Packers game, no question about it. Single-handling, <laughs> that was it. But, we're, but we're like, what, what was this Well, team we doing? talked about this, though. Football is the one sport where when teams decide, eh, we're really not that, that good, it's impossible basically to win because you don't care. Like, you've got to care. Like, you can go out and accidentally win baseball games, right? You can win basketball games. Oh, okay. Mm, once in a while. Ask the Celtics. Once, no, no, no. Not, not playoff games. I'm saying a regular, oh, regular season, season game. game yeah. Hockey for sure because the puck can go off a of guy's breezers. But football's the, the one where you're saying to yourself, we've won six games? What are we doing here? Um, Let's make sure that doesn't happen again. So, so this does bring up an interesting thing for me because every year some team is way better than we think 
And we all go, well, wait, what? Yep. what? How did that team make the playoffs? They were so bad the year before. We all projected them to be awful. I mean, I even remember the Rams conversation you and I had when Andrew Whitworth signed there as a free agent. We were like, what? The Rams are trash. Why would anyone want to sign there? And then, you know, of course, they have the number one offense in the NFL the next year. Who's going to be that team this year? They actually, that's one of the things that they, they talk about in, oh, in these what me- a coincidence. mega projections. Did you say mega projections? I said mega projections. M E G A projections. For BSPN.com. Mega. The team with the, and I don't think this surprises anybody, <laughs> the team with the best chance to go from out of the playoffs to into the playoffs is the Cleveland Browns. They have a 52% yeah. chance to do so. I don't think that would surprise anyone. Chicago, was Chicago a surprise last year? For me, it wasn't that they were good, but 12-4 and four was a surprise. Yeah, when they got Khalil Mack, I, I was of the thought that they were maybe a nine-win team who would be in contention for a playoff spot, mm-hmm. 10 if everything went absolutely perfect. Even as a Bears fan, I did not see 12 wins and a division championship for the Bears. So there's a, some candidates here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona's one, for sure. I mean, if they revolutionize offense in the NFL, as it seems they think they're going to do, mm-hmm. but we don't really know what Kyler Murray is going to be through his entire life, high school, college, He's been an unbelievable player and number one overall draft pick. He's got the skill set, the pedigree to be somebody who steps in right away. And this was their plan with Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if they have enough talent around him to be the team that really shocks us like that to win 12 games out of nowhere. Tampa Bay is another one. They have a real coach now. This is the one that intrigues me. Yeah. Because I think he's a very good coach. Yeah. And you know, so you and got he's a good offensive mind, a, a smart offensive mind, a quarterback who's been a constant underachiever, but we know has the talent. Mm-hmm. I also think that that we are now buying too much Cleveland. You think so? I that's think uh, that's what I wanted to, buy, to ask you. I guys. feel like we're start. I feel. Uh, Collar's right. There's always um, uh, there's always one or two teams who were good the previous year who fall back, and you're like, I can't believe that they fell back. There's always a couple of teams, or at least one team, that you expect they're going to be terrible, and they're not. But I also feel in this league like there are lots of times is one team that we start to buy big time. Oh, they're going to be, you know, they came on at the end of last year, and they're going to be great. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's going to be better, I think, but I almost feel like we're putting a little bit too much there, given the fact that they've got a volatile player in Beckham, their quarterback now is going to have a year where teams have watched an off-season of tape of this kid, and I'm not positive about the head coach. Also, it just doesn't feel right to be optimistic about the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> That's right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> hey, Brandon Whedon, man, once he gets in there, like they're going to take off. Braylon Edwards is uh, the next year. He's going to take off with Derek Anderson. Uh, well, now, I am buying Cleveland. A, because in a write-that-down prediction two years ago, I predicted they would win the Super Bowl in 2020 or 2021. Okay. Um, and Still this, hanging on to and, that? Well, this was why. I believed in Sashi that he knew what he was doing <laughs> by tanking to get a top quarterback. And then, <laughs> and then the, give his job to John Dorsey. And then give his job to John who Dorsey. Who would capitalize yes. on those draft Where picks. Where is Sashi now? Do we even know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing anything in the NFL, but this was his plan, and it is working really well. The amount of talent they have on defense – and getting rid of Greg Williams, who I think was playing antiquated defense, even though they weren't terrible last year, but not having Greg Williams there anymore and bringing in Olivier Vernon to go along with Miles Garrett on that defensive line to go along with Sheldon Richardson, who we know how good he is on their defensive line. They draft Greedy Williams, too, to help out their secondary. I think that their defense is every bit as stacked 
as they are on the offensive side. And they've got weapons. I mean, Kareem Hunt's going to be out for half the year, but when he comes back, uh, they've got weapons on the offensive side all over the place now with Odell Beckham. But I think it's the defense that makes them a legitimately competitive team because that would be the thing where you get so hyped up about some cool offseason move that you forget about the team's rest of their weaknesses. I don't know if there's a huge, huge weakness on that team. No weakness on Cleveland Browns. Wow. I know, it's weird. It's I, don't like see a, I, don't see, I don't see a huge glaring hole, but again, it's the Browns. It is the Browns. Like yeah. So right after you say that, you always have to... You always have to Kevin Mack. <laughs> oh, I'm Leroy Hoyt. I watched that okay. team. Yeah, I know. I was old back then. I think you have to cushion that with, but it's the Browns. But it's the Browns. It, it, and we don't know how good of a coach Freddie Kitchens is going to be when this the is, pressure yeah. is on. Right. And, and that would be the one big question for me is, like through the offseason and the end of last year, he could play good cop. Last year it was, right. oh man, that Hugh, he was so clueless, which is probably true, but he was so clueless and I'm the good guy. I, I'm the smart guy here. But now you got to be the one in charge through training camp and through all these other things and, and OTAs and Baker Mayfield still has a little bit of, uh, I don't, I don't know about your personality. I don't know when that's going to get you in trouble at, in college. It did at some point. And is this going to be a sustainable thing? If there is adversity that you face for Baker Mayfield, and what what happens first time that Beckham melts down on Baker Mayfield, right, right. and there's just a Are lot. Are those personalities too big? To there's be in the a same lot of room? there's a lot of things there that I I do believe that they are going to be much improved. I just don't know if I'm buying. You the think type people are getting a little Cunningham bit carried is. away with it? Yes, they're yes, only I giving think, these these mega projections only give them a three percent chance to to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put them quite Super Bowl, but I don't know what Baker Mayfield's going to be. I'm talking more fan base, too. I, that's better than the Vikings, by that, the way. That's what, really? Wow. Yes. Cleveland has a better chance to win the Super Bowl? We'll get to that. Than the Vikings. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's mega. But, but this, that is, this is. That is mega. I just feel happiness every time you play. <laughs> that's why I just like, keep saying I'm not actually going to bring this sound bite around <laughs> with me on my phone and just be like, everything I say, oh, wow, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> But with with Baker Mayfield, we've seen this go either way. We've seen quarterbacks who in year one, they show you some things where you think, oh, this guy has got it, and there's no question he's going to be great, and then he isn't. And then you've seen it go the other way where someone like Josh Rosen is really bad, and then maybe it goes the other direction with them. That's what ultimately determines it, is is Baker Mayfield able to take the next step? I think he will uh, and become one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, but with young guys, you just don't know. After the Browns, the uh, two teams that they give the best chance to go from out of the playoffs to into the playoffs is the uh, one of these makes sense to me. And the other one doesn't. The Green Bay Packers, which Aaron Rodgers will be healthier. If Matt LaFleur is any kind of capable head coach, Correct. he has the best quarterback in the world if his head's on right and he's physically right. So that makes sense to me. The other one is the Steelers, which I don't understand. Mm. And this isn't the first projection or prediction that I've seen the Steelers having a strong season. I don't know how you lose Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell over the course of the last two seasons, and somehow the Steelers are are still a playoff team or somebody who's in contention for that division. I, I think it's very difficult because the Steelers have been sustained so good for so long, but I think we might need to accept the fact that they're just a sort of a mess now. Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. listen, he's been there forever now. What, 2007? Yeah. 2007, I believe. And they've done a lot of good things and been a very consistent franchise. But I think it's hard to get our heads around the fact that the Steelers just might be going into a decline and that they're going to need a new coach, eventually here a new quarterback. 
it's going to take probably a year or so, though, to to realize that 2018 was probably not just a blip, that the Steelers just might go into about a three- or four-year period where they might not be very good. Yeah, that, that's the thing, too, with them signing Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> to a contract extension. I mean, I just kind of don't get it. Like, I mean, the guy—it makes no sense. At the end of his career, the Rooney's are very loyal, which is a good thing sometimes. But I think ultimately, in a situation like this with Tomlin and Roethlisberger, can start to cost you. And he led the league in passing yards last year. But when you look at the actual throws, like Pro Football Focus does, they had him as a middle of the pack at best quarterback, and I, and that's what the eye test would say for me as well from the games that I watched of him last year. It's just not the same quarterback as he gets older and he's taken a ton of hits, and now you take away the wide receiver that's extended his career for quite some time by making contested catches, allowing him to just throw the ball up in the air whenever he wants because Antonio Brown will bring it down. Uh, I think he, that he's going to maybe regret um, crushing Antonio Brown for running the wrong route on one play or, or whatever it was. Uh, and and I don't see them as a playoff team, especially with you know, Cincinnati as a team that we, we haven't talked about at all. But last year, they made some progress early in the season and looked like they were kind of back on the rise. And then Andy Dalton gets hurt, and they're playing some joker backup who couldn't play at all, Jeff Driscoll or something, right? You know, so when that happens, your season's over. But I even think that they're going to be pretty competitive. So you add that with Cleveland, and it's hard for me to see the Steelers in the playoffs. We're going through ESPN's 2019-2020 Mega Projections. On Purple Daily here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Who are the Super Bowl favorites? Draft projections, strength of schedule. And uh, yeah, they give the Browns a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than your Minnesota Vikings. We'll tell you what the mega projections have in store for the Vikings when we return right after this on Purple Daily. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. You're listening to Purple Daily on Score North. This Saturday night, Minnesota United travels to Chicago to take on the fire right here on Score North in the Score North mobile app and at live.scorenorth.com. Join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar for the pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock. You got more explosions for me, Rami? Do I? Do I have more explosions? Of course I have more explosions. We're going through the ESPN Mega projections here on Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Ryan tweets in. He says, were the ESPN projections like Doctor Strange giving Thanos the time stone in Infinity War? Also, I picture Collar like Doctor Strange looking for the one scenario for the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) I wish I knew what that meant. It was just funny how it read. You don't. You're not. You're not an Avengers guy at all. I Nothing. know a little. I've heard of Spider Man. Big, big <laughs> fan when I was younger. Spider Man, good in space. Great yeah. in space. More talk, of a corner than talk a safety. About quick twitch. Yeah. Oh, Spider Man. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, he just sticks to uh, players too. He actually goes into space in, in Avengers: Infinity War. Is Avengers a new thing? Into space. I got no. Done. Avengers has been a thing for it's been around for a okay. long time. Spider Man's got good length. Because of the extra great arm hands. that he has. Yeah. I mean, he can really catch Quickness. anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Although, oh, his catch radius is the stick-em is off is the charts. Legal, is he allowed to use the web to make the catch? You see, he, can. he was great he in 77. In 77, he was fantastic. He could tackle anybody. There have been two incarnations in the in the 70s. of Spider-Man. Yes. One, he had a contraption on his wrists yeah. that would shoot out the webs. The other, he actually had the physical ability to shoot webs out of his hands. Right. If it was a physical mutation, I don't know that the NFL could outlaw that, could they? That would be discriminatory. they try. <laughs> now, they would try, believe me. Yeah, I Raj mean, would try. Guys with uh, long hair, you can grab them by the hair. Yep, that's so, true. That is true. They didn't true. make guys cut their hair. That's true. This has gone way off the rule. Uh, way yeah, off it, the. It really has. Way off the rails. It, there's a. I don't know what you wanted to talk about, but there's a team. The mega projections. Yes, yes. There's a team in the mega projections that is listed among the best uh-huh. chances for the Super Bowl that I think I'm going to pick next year for my Super Bowl champion. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and who do but, I, but it's the surprising team on the list. Okay. Let me give they okay. they, right. they put up the first of all the t- the final four. And I'll tell you in a second, Judd. The final four last year <laughs> are the Patriots. top four this year yep. in terms of chances to win the Super Bowl. That's the Chiefs, Saints, Patriots, and stop me when we get to your team and the Rams, and then the Colts. That's the team. Really? Yes. Uh, last year, I thought they overachieved in the first year of Frank Reich being their head coach. They drafted a couple offensive linemen, as maybe Minnesota fans noticed last year about drafting offensive linemen, and improved significantly there. But even more so than just the offensive line, was Frank Reich putting Andrew Luck in a situation to maximize Andrew Luck, as opposed to him playing in sort of an antiquated offense before, earlier in his career. when he And he was still really good and won a lot of games, got them to an AFC Championship game. But then their management just botched that entire team. You trade a first-round pick for Trent Richardson. I mean, they were a complete mess. So now they've been doing a lot of really smart things over the last couple of years, starting with rebuilding that offensive line. And I think with an elite quarterback, which I do put Andrew Luck in that category, and the offensive line, they've got more weapons, rebuilding their defense, that they're going to be the team that gets off to a 10-0 and start or, or whatever it How might be. How good is that defense now? Do we think that's my one question about that? I, I don't. I love Locke. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. I, I mean, last year their defense was okay, mm-hmm. and I think they've got a chance to take another step. Defense is always hard to figure out, but they won their last four games last year, the regular season, and started to take that next step and show what they could really be. And I, I they're going to be my favorite for uh, the Super Bowl because of that. And Rami, where were the Vikings now? Are you going to tell us? I'll get to that in just one second. Oh, see, I'm anxious. That's why I'm keep, eager. Actually. I'm keeping you on I'm the eager. hook, Judd. You're letting, not anxious, and I, I'm hoping the person sitting in their car or in the office listening with the uh, Score North app, which is available Great for app. Apple and Android. Amazing Great app. app. Tell me more about this. Ronnie. All our shows, all our podcasts, all our columns, including those by Judd and Matthew Collar, all right there at your fingertips. It's wow. literally within five seconds. You could be listening to Score North or reading the latest written word from one of our fine, fine writers here on staff, and it's available for Apple and. Android, and the more you listen, the more points you rack up to win potential rewards from us here at Score North. I feel like if you use the explosion sound after you do the app read, then more people will be Just a suggestion. Give us those five-star ratings. Leave your comments. <laughs> and win cool things. So so anybody, before we go to the Vikings, anybody buying my Colts for the Super Bowl prediction? I do. I do like the Colts. I really thought the Colts... 
would have been the team that benefited most from going out and getting Le'Veon Bell. If you put a running back of that caliber who can do all the things he can out of the backfield and add that to Andrew Luck and what they already have going on offense. They do have a guy that you're going to know after this year, I think. Marlon Mack. He was not a super high draft pick. I think he came from like University of South Florida or something. But a really explosive all-around type of running back that can do... He's not Le'Veon Bell, but he could do a lot of the things Le'Veon Bell can do. And he sort of emerged last year, ran for nine uh, 908 yards last year, and I think this year he's going to be their true like number one guy, and I think he takes off. Do you know what? I am buying your Colts prediction. When, when I look at this list of Chiefs, Saints, Patriots, Rams, and Colts, I'm buying your prediction more than I'm buying the Rams right now or the Chiefs. Patriots, I can't dismiss because you. Just I gotta can't. know what's gonna happen with Tyreek Hill first. Uh, yes, that and and I am convinced an off season of everybody who's really good at defense looking at Mahomes' film is going to make his life more difficult. I think there's only so many things you can look at on film when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and actually st- how do you, you know stop what, him throwing from every you know arm angle to anywhere on the field I've, from anywhere I've, on the field. I have thought the same thing with other guys as well, and I'm not saying he won't be good. I just don't know that if he is going to take that next step now. And the Rams, I'm not completely sold there. I'm not sold on the quarterback. Again, I think that's a film team. I think that's a team, in in fact, more than the Chiefs. I think that's a team that if you look at what they do offensively, and we just have to keep in mind what we can't identify with is you have guys who, like Zim, the season got done. They don't do anything but watch film. Well, where where I would say that I believe Patrick... Uh, Mahomes will continue to be MVP caliber if Tyreek Hill plays, especially. But even if he doesn't, I I think that Mahomes will still have them right there in the playoffs is because of Andy Reid. And when you go through Andy Reid's history, he's just had success with everyone. He's the offensive version of what Zimmer is to defense, where he already knows what uh, adaptations are going to be made by defenses, and he's going to be prepared for that. And the talent level of Patrick Mahomes, the arm talent of him, is only matched by about five or six guys that I've ever seen in my lifetime. I mean, Aaron Rodgers... Brett Favre, John Elway, like his arm talent is of that caliber. Yeah. And I don't think that that goes into a slump. The uh, most likely Super Bowl matchups, according to ESPN's NFL mega projections. Did you say, what is that? I said ESPN's NFL mega projections. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Saints and Chiefs, there's a 7% chance of that happening. Saints and Patriots, a 6% chance of that happening. Also, 6% chance of Rams and Chiefs. And then uh, Rams and Patriots, a 5% chance. Saints and Colts, a 3% chance of that happening. No Which, more Rams, Patriots, please. Should I? Don't should need I to see it again. Ask the question here that mm-hmm. has to be asked every offseason. Please. How much longer is Brady going to be that good? Is he still going to do it? That's a bombshell question. Is he still going to be what he was last year? I'm done with that question. I can't do it anymore. Okay. Every year we he's, do this. And he's every a vampire. Year, he's a vampire quarterback. Every year, every year they got off to a, a questionable start in, in September because they are the one team that basically extends preseason and training camp through the first month of the season. And we all have September 30th. Are the Patriots done? Is this done? And then it just repeats itself. Which one of those matchups would you want to see for entertainment purposes? Which one do you think makes style-wise for the most entertaining football game? Saints-Chiefs, Saints-Patriots, Rams-Chiefs, Rams-Patriots, or Saints and Colts? I'll go uh, Saints get to the NFC Championship game, then Drew Brees goes down, Teddy Bridgewater comes in to play the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and uh, I will... (laughs) 
<laughs> blow collar. I'll Thank go you. with that matchup. Now, can I just circle back on the Patriots thing? Rob Gronkowski retired. Yes. Like this is a huge deal that ben Rob Watson Gronkowski is considering coming out of retirement yes. for the Patriots now. It is a huge and Rudolph's deal. Going there. Don't worry about that. It. Rob Gronkowski is not going to be playing anymore because this was the ultimate. Is there an Avengers comparison? The super weapon that cannot be stopped. Well, He's like, I'm just with like your tra- Avengers I'm, has. I'm I don't want to give anything away. I'm with your train of <laughs> I'm with your train of thought, but we have brought this up every single year that this is finally go- going to be the year he, because it is. He hasn't been without but he's lost though. he's lost Wes Welker. He's I mean he's lost guys and he's and let's be real, he's lost Gronkowski for long stretches because for of injury. Stretches. And still yeah. and still does and still does his thing. Falcons in the Super Bowl, I think Gronk was out for the year. And I mean Gronk he has done it before when Gronk has been out. But I also think you're adding a couple of years from when he was able to do sure. that. And Brady will be and 42. Th- th- that's where if there is a diminishing of skills at any point here, if the TB12 method stops working even just a little bit and he doesn't have Gronkowski anymore, now maybe they can continue to do a lot of the things they did last year. It was a big change on offense with lots of weapons and they ran the ball a lot more with Sony Michelle. I just wonder if that's the super weapon that always was able to make up for any deficiencies that might have been there with Tom Brady. Give me Breeze and Andrew Luck. Mixed up a little bit. That'd be fun. Luck is a great quarterback, and and the Chiefs w- would be fun. But until the Chiefs get to that game, I'm not going to believe it because continually in my lifetime, they basically don't. So give me the Saints and Colts, which is the 3% chance. I'd like to see Chiefs and Saints or Chiefs and Rams, but I'm all in on the Chiefs. Not that I, not that I, because I, I also have to question how good they will be losing Kareem Hunt and Tariq Hill in, in the course of, of a year, less than a year. But I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. I think he's the next big thing. I'm bought in 100% on that. And I'd be all in on Chiefs and Rams or Chiefs and Saints. That would be outstanding. I don't know anything about the TB12 method other than avocado ice cream. Um. Yeah, that's the only thing I know. About I don't, the I don't really either. Method. I just think it sounds funny to bring up. You know, like, <laughs> Anybody, that, that's keeping him alive. Judd, Manny, you guys know twelve. Did you yeah. ever see uh, the avocado ice cream? Is the only thing I know. That's about. all I know. There's a Simpsons episode awful. where um, the the they have the X Files people yeah. on, yeah. and they're looking for some sort of alien. But it turns out it's just Mr. Burns. That every Friday night he goes through these things <laughs> that keep him alive. <laughs> Yes. It's actually like three years I remember years that episode. Yeah. yeah. That's Tom Brady and the TB12 method. So is Tom's <laughs> personal trainer now allowed back with the team? Did Belichick so. give up on that one I'm not and sure. decide to allow him back in? I don't in? think he is. Because that's the guy who, and I think a lot of it's kept pretty quiet, too, because they don't want you to know what Tom's there, doing. There's another thing, too, that... Because um, he's a vampire and he drinks the blood of the living. That's what Tom is doing. You might not be wrong. Or maybe it's the air inside the footballs that he deflates into his body that actually keeps you alive. <laughs> oh, like something within the football. Football Hyperbaric, air? I'll give Hyperbaric it a, chamber. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Um, the, 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 uh, the thing about um, the, the Patriots and Tom Brady and whether he's going to be able to keep doing it is that he was talking about this not too long ago with his cap hit that they're still able to pay people. They're still able to keep people around. Yeah. The TB12 method is a little bit of a part of this where there was a story a few years ago about how the Patriots were literally funneling money to Tom Brady through a doctor and it just sort of disappeared and no one talked about it, but it's a fascinating circumventing of the salary cap for him to rank 17th in cap hit and be the best quarterback in the NFL. And they find other ways to get him some cash on the side. It's, 
I mean, it's typical sort of Patriots to find a way around the rules. I think it's, but that's a big part of why they've been able to stay relevant too. I think it's very fair to say that every team in that league would cheat as much as they possibly can to try and win. But the Patriots, like everything, cheat better than just, you, just a little bit better. They do. They're they're, and, they're slightly, and they get caught. But the way that they cheat is ordinarily slightly a- ahead of the curve of where cheating is. So they most teams who have an elite quarterback are in the situation of the Minnesota Vikings or in the situation, not that I'm saying Cousins is elite, but they're in that situation where they have a huge cap hit. The Packers are in the same spot as well. And that limits what you can do. The Packers couldn't go out and sign a bunch of wide receivers and a bunch of defensive linemen. They had to make a choice. Do they want to get their pass rushers or do they want to sign Golden Tate or something? What are they going to do? But with the Patriots, when you have the 17th highest cap hit with your quarterback, you can kind of do whatever you want. You can keep whoever you want. You could spend crazy money on the top corner in the league for pro football focus last year, Stephon Gilmore, if you want to. It's allowed them to stay at the top for a long time, just as much as Brady's amazing play has. Do you guys think that that you know a couple of years ago when things definitely went sideways with Belichick and Brady? Do you guys believe that part of the reason why, when it comes to Robert Kraft, Brady will always win is because he can't leave because it's like the firm, and one he'll basically have to be killed if he does because he knows <laughs> because he know he knows no, but he's the one guy. He and Belichick are probably the two people that know where everybody is buried. Like if you. If if Kraft and Brady have a falling out and they say, you know what, Tom, it's been great, but you're 42 now, you're gone, and Brady goes and signs with, take your pick of teams, who would sign him, and they would, and starts talking, that could be a death knell. If you're the Patriots and you've cheated, like giving giving company secrets to a, a well, competitor, not, not or, just that, but company. But if he does, if he doesn't keep his mouth shut, he knows things. Or ratting out everything. Yes. that Well, that just tarnishes his own reputation. I, I know, think he'd but, do that. I know, but they are they they could be basically People already question his his rings. But the Patriots could basically be the mafia. They could be. Oh, they are. So they know. So so you can't have a guy like Brady or Belichick walk away because if either of those guys talk, you know what we're going to find out. If Tom Brady, what would happen? He would go to get in his car to drive to Roger Goodell's office and spill all the beans. Yep. We, we got to take this away from him now. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? He just crossed a line that I love. <laughs> when he's setting up his commentary to have explosions. You got an HBO show right there. The rogue quarterback. And then the rest of the year is finding out who killed the quarterback. All right, we're going through ESPN's 2019-2020 NFL Mega Projections. And we will get to what they have in store for your Minnesota Vikings when Purple Daily returns right after this on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Because the Vikings are on your mind. All the time! Not just during the season. Purple Daily on Score North. Scorenorth.com. Yeah, I think they helped it out in kind of a backhanded way. Some of those pressures I'll put on Kirk Cousins because he was back there burping the baby. But I think when you look at what they did from an offensive line standpoint, Garrett Bradbury, total stud. He's a week one starter. Now the question really is, if you play him at center, now you move Pat Elfline to guard, I think that could be a good move for them. But they also drafted Drew Samia. And I, and I think he could. he's a very good run blocker. Obviously he played at Oklahoma. But I think what they've done is, you heard Mike Zimmer say I'm going to run the football. He got two really good run-blocking offensive linemen. I think they're going to boost this run game. Think about this. Dalvin Cook had one 100-yard rushing game last year. That's Sean O'Hare on the NFL Network. This is Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgad, Matthew Collar, 
Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. If you missed any portion of this show and want to go back and listen to it or any of our Vikings programming, just search Score North Vikings wherever you download podcasts or get the aforementioned Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android. All our content written and audio content available at your fingertips within mere seconds. And the more you listen, the better chance you have to rack up points and win cool rewards from us. Right now we're going through the 2019 ESPN Mega Projections. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Just didn't have my headphones on. Can you, can you just say what's going on again? They're the ESPN 2019 NFL Mega Projections. Oh, yes. okay, great. Yeah, yes. All right, I'm in. We've already gone through how in over a million simulations the Miami Dolphins won a Super Bowl once. Um, we talked about who the Super Bowl favorites are and most likely Super Bowl matchups are. Do you guys care about draft projections or strength of schedule? Neither of which do they include the Minnesota Vikings in the discussion. Or can we skip right over that and get to the Vikings? Uh, I say let's you can go to the Vikings. Uh, yeah. All right. Skip that. All right. Let's go Juicy to stuff, the Ronnie. Vikings then. And what they give is the projected projected number of wins, their chances to make the playoffs, their chances to win the division, and their chances to win the Super Bowl. The Minnesota Vikings, they have winning eight and a half games. A 45%. I would have said that's not possible, but that's kind of what they did last year. We two in Green Bay, just wait for it. A 45% chance to make the playoffs, a 26% chance to win the division, and just a 2% chance to win the Super Bowl. They did do a little write-up on the NFC North as a whole because they say that the two most compelling divisional races will be the AFC and the NFC North. And I as, agree with that. As yeah, for the Vikings and the NFC North, they say over in the NFC, the defending champion North Bears are in a slightly more advantageous position as 38% favorites, though the Packers at 27% and Vikings at 26% are both seen as more viable contenders for the throne. I think that's very fair, though. I think that's inc- incredibly fair. In fact, the night the schedule came out, I think I had the Vikings at maybe seven or eight wins, and I got it to nine. But eight and a half to me is incredibly fair. And, and I do think that they hit on one important thing is this division is going to be fun. I think Detroit's a dumpster fire and they're out. But between the Bears, who I think are going to take a step back, the Vikings, who I honestly at this point, you guys don't know. I just don't know. And the Packers, who I firmly expect are going to rebound and be much improved. This division and those three teams, I think, are going to be very interesting to watch. See, I kind of disagree on the Detroit Lions just being a dumpster fire. Now, I don't believe in Matt Patricia. Of course not. I mean, when you act the way that he did last year, you're really not convincing me that you're going to be a great head coach. Do me a favor. Just kind of sit up and have a little respect (laughs) for the process, okay? I'm working on my posture. But, but... The additions that they made on the defensive side, getting themselves another weapon with Marvin Jones coming back healthy. He was hurt last year. I think they're a little bit more dangerous, and they do have some talent in the backfield. Last year, for whatever reason, they were running LeGarrette Blunt all the time, and that was just senseless and baffling. I don't think that they'll do that again. I'm not saying that they're going to win the division. That would be stunning. That would go under the category of stuff that you never could have seen coming, the Lions winning the division. It's just... Could I see them being an 8-8 eight and eight team that beats you in Detroit and kind of surprises you? I think I could with the addition of Trey Flowers and then the trade they made last year for Damon Harrison. And do not underestimate 
Damon Harrison and the interior defensive lines of these other teams. Is that Snacks? As we're mm-hmm. yes, it is. As we're never call him Damon. Again. I'm sorry. Yeah, why Snacks you Harrison. His Damon name is Snacks. His Twitter Snacks. name is at Snacks. By the way, that's you know amazing. That? That I'm going to go that's follow him right, right now. Just so, for that. I'm not even kidding. Snacks Harrison, right. Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, Akeem Hicks. Followed. This is where the NFC North is going to be won or lost for the Vikings. Is with Garrett Bradbury. Hey, uh, welcome to the NFL. Here's three of the top seven players at that position that you got to play six out of those 16 games. And we know with the pressure and the, the ability to run, all those things are going to matter big time with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. That That is what I am most interested in for the NFC North matchups is just how the interior of the Vikings offensive line handles those defenses. I did the same thing. Snacks Harrison followed. <laughs> at Snacks. Oh, I already followed him. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to follow a guy. 79,000 followers oh, for Damon Harrison yeah, Sr. Solid. He's the best. That's solid. That's really ha- hashtag solid. God fearing, too. You know the story, right? With how he got to be Snacks Harrison? I just assume he uh, likes to snack. Well, there's a lot of big guys in the NFL. He is particularly large, but he was walking through the Jets facility with Rice Krispie treats tucked in his socks, and Rex Ryan saw him, and Rex Ryan started calling him Snacks. That's amazing. And good for Rex. Rex. At the end there, Rex had to be good for something. That was it. A that, good nickname. Giving out a good nickname. I'll always defend Rex Ryan. I'll always Because defend you're Buffalo Bills. No, no, because... Why? The, but most Buffalo Bills off. fans don't like Rex Ryan because they think it was just a joke and he was a carnival barker. He but there, there's two reasons. One, Tyrod Taylor was never good. Never. You can write as many pieces as you want about whatever his grades were on PFF or whatever else. He was never, ever good. Couldn't win with him. And Rex Ryan... Got a competitive team that first year out of them. And also, just from in general, as a person, treated everyone in the organization really, really well. And even though he made some mistakes, like hiring his dopey brother, That's Rob, my football coach right there. That, that's, that's supposed to treat that's people That's what well. I mean, is that from the way he treated people behind yeah. the scenes, he was the exact opposite of what Doug Marone was there. And I will always defend him because of that. All right. And how about this from a reporter standpoint? He told his players... You could trash me. I don't care. You can say whatever you want. My feelings won't get hurt. And occasionally they did. And exactly they did. That. Yeah. And they did. And he stayed to his word. Can you imagine Zim? Hey guys, <laughs> go ahead, trash me. I don't care. Zim would be like, I can't do that. So I I respect him being self assured enough his de- to say, Hey, if you want I'll to say something, this. then you can. His defenses with the Jets were absolutely fantastic. They were really yep. good. Really, and he really had good. ideas about schematics and alignments that at that time most people did not. Yep. Use. Especially Absolutely. the the couple of years they had Darrell Revis. That yep. that defense yep. was just top notch. Okay, so we we're all okay with the eight and a half wins. We think that's in the neighborhood of where they're at. I mean, I think it's the perfect over under. I had them. They're at giving 10 them when I went through the schedule. They're giving them less than a fifty percent chance to make the playoffs. And only a 2% chance to, to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it seems weird, but they missed the playoffs last year. I know. I mean, so. and, the division, and the division should be improved, not worse. Right. If Chicago comes back, that's fine, but Green Bay's going to ascend. And if Collar's right, you're throwing Detroit in at 8-8, eight and eight, 500 team. I think that's incredibly fair. I mean, last year you got two wins against Green Bay, two wins against Detroit. I don't expect that again. As a Bears fan, my first instinct when I looked at this thing was they are shorting my Bears, have them going from 12 wins down to 9 wins and only a 5% chance to win the Super Bowl. I actually totally agree with that. I was just going to say, when you look at the rest of the projections, they actually, after those five teams we talked about earlier, Chiefs, Saints, Patriots, Rams, and Colts, they give the Bears the next best chance at winning Mm -hmm. a Super Bowl. I think the 9 wins, 9.1 wins to be exact, is more a product of their schedule. They have one of the the tougher schedules schedules in the NFL. I just... Um, 
I'm sorry, man. I'm not a believer in Mitch Trubisky. And I, 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 I can understand why. I can see why. He hasn't done anything to make believers yet. And, and last year, that defense was incredibly good. But you know what? And this happens every year in this league. Things broke right as well. Yep. And you can never predict back-to-back years of things go- going right in this league. It usually doesn't happen. There's, there's a, adversity and things yeah, go wrong. There's, there's also the fact that they scored a bunch of points on defense. And anytime a yeah. team scores a bunch of points off turnovers... It's hard to replicate. It, right, exactly. Who did they score some of those points on defense against? Don't I for, recall. I forget. Don't recall anyone specifically. Everybody. I'm almost 50. Everybody. Probably most of Yeah, don't teams. feel bad. Nobody in the division. Okay. Really. Yeah. No, I don't feel bad at all. But the biggest, the biggest <laughs> X factor, the biggest it. X factor in the division, I think we would all agree, is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. If that guy is back to being Aaron Rodgers, that's probably a ten-win football team. Courtney and I were discussing this earlier. I want your take, Rami. Why didn't they draft some receivers and tight ends and stuff? I mean, they drafted Jay Sternberger. That was it. But really, no offensive additions for Aaron Rodgers. I think they, be- I think they believe in the wide receivers that they have. Starting, starting with Devontae Adams, who I, of course, yeah, I think good. flies way under the radar. Yep. I think he's a top five wide receiver in this league. Easily too aggressive, but very good. Yeah, I think I'm, I think it might not be aggressive enough. I think you might. I go top fifteen, but yeah. okay, all right. Um, but even even that being said, I like the two rookies who they drafted last year, and Equinemia St. Brown and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Who <laughs> it's Marquez, and he'll tell you. Poor it's Wayne Marquez. Larvey. It's Marquez. Yeah, and he'll tell Wayne you. Wayne Larvey's so. got a tough job. Man, My with apologies to Marquez. <laughs> oh, he's not listening. Don't worry. <laughs> you don't know that he could have. You the don't app. know that. You do not He's know got, that. Have heard the Alexa, he might have that Score North mobile app. He's got Alexa at home, and, and uh, it, it was triggered when R- Rami came on and said it, open Alexa. But I I, I, I like their receiver hmm. core. I do. Right. And I don't know what they're doing at tight end. I don't know why they didn't get rid of Jimmy Graham. He's, yeah, that doesn't, he was just pathetic that doesn't make any sense it to looks, me at all. He looks like he can't play anymore. And they could have without really costing yeah. them a whole lot of money. So. On the defensive side, they did everything they should have done. Zadarius Smith is an amazing player, and people are going to find this out when they play against the Vikings. Preston Smith, good edge rusher. The guys that they drafted uh, have some talent, especially the safety, but to not add anything on the offensive side when... I mean, you're relying on guys who weren't top picks or anything like that to be great receivers. I don't know. Guys, I've really enjoyed going through these mega projections with you. Say it again. I said mega projections. Oh, mega projections. If you missed any portion of this... Check out Scorn. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.